Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the next episode of all right, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the next episode of Vinyl Stallions, a podcast about all things music. You can check us out anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can follow us at Vinyl Stallions. Uh, today we have an incredible guest. We have two incredibly talented women that go under the duo Wild Roots Rising. They are an indie folk band based out of Southeast United States, led by songwriters, vocalists, and instrumentalists, Julia Houghton. That's me. And Olivia Moore. Hey. <laughs> and to give a little background on how this whole uh, podcast and episode came to fruition. So I've mentioned on here how I've started to go into some open mic nights recently. And I, there's a great one every Tuesday night at this bar called the Winchester in Lakewood, Ohio. And it's very laid back. It's very acoustic focused um, up front. And I'm just going up there and these two women show up and just tear the place down <laughs> with their two acoustic guitars. A flute was involved. I was jaw dropped. And so that is kind of how I became exposed to Wild Roots Rising. But ladies, how are we doing today? I appreciate you taking some time to come you know talk. It's a great day. I'm having a really nice day. I just ate some mac and cheese, so I feel like, you know, that's a bar, high bar. <laughs> <laughs> you can never go wrong with mac and cheese. So where are you two uh, uh, posted up at in the uh, Southeast United States? Uh, we are currently living in New Orleans, Louisiana. Yep. We just moved here back in February. Okay, I was going to ask, so is this where you guys originally have been? Obviously not. Um, how is it there? It's a bucketless place that I've wanted to visit for many years of my yeah, life now. Orleans is great. Yeah, the people here are great. The city's really fun. It's kind of crazy, but like you always have a, a different a different kind of day every day, which is it's neat. It is very hot, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's why we like touring up north. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, yeah, so where are you originally from then? We met in North Carolina over yes. 10 years ago. Yeah. yeah. So wow. I actually met Olivia um, in high school because I was in the same grade as her older sister. Um, so I just started hanging around the house. Uh, <laughs> and they have a me. <laughs> so <laughs> Olivia and I became friends. A couple of years later, like for real, yeah, for real friends. It was like after you guys went to college. Yeah, um, um, and we started playing some some tunes together. We had we had another band, our our starter band called Bloom, and we like played around Greensboro, North Carolina, and like some other spots in the Carolinas, um, and had a, a great little time with that. But then once we decided to be more serious about our music, we started writing kind of different kinds of songs, a little bit more complex, and um, we changed our name to Wild Roots Rising, recorded our record, and that's how we came to be. <laughs> that is awesome. So uh, have you both been playing a guitar for your entire life, or when did this whole, whole musical interest get started for both of you? So I, I started taking piano lessons, actually, when I was, like, seven years old. And I did that for like seven or eight years until I finally was like, I actually 
don't like the piano so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, I love the piano. I just don't. I didn't like taking lessons anymore. I it wasn't really it wasn't really that interesting to me anymore. And um, honestly, like I've always loved singing as well. And so I kind of just wanted. It started out as me wanting an instrument that I could play easier to sing along with, mm. and then. I actually just liked the guitar so much that I started taking classical music lessons and kind of getting a lot more like in depth with that instrument. And we have not been separated since. Um, <laughs> I going into a performing arts high school uh, yeah. for my high school years and like studied classical music and classical guitar. Wow. Uh, That's is how we met. I, I played the classical piano at the same high school. It was like, what high school is that? It's called Weaver Academy. It's in North Carolina. And honestly, it's such a great school. You the best. audition to get in and um, then you spend an hour and a half every day doing your discipline. So I studied piano. Olivia studied classical guitar, but they had other options, too. Um, and honestly, a lot of people from that school have continued making music. I have like a playlist of people from that high school who they're all on Spotify now. Um, Dang, that's incredible. Like, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, here for like different colleges, but to be able to have that opportunity and uh, I don't know, I like I don't know if the word trust in like your parents or whatever backing you and saying like go do this now for your high school like I, I, that's unheard of at least where i'm from up here in ohio yeah it was a public school it was oh we wow were, we were really lucky i've i've heard of like several other schools like that throughout the country but um they're like private schools yeah i felt really lucky that we got to go to weaver definitely. that's incredible it was great it it definitely has this like really good energy of teenagers who are just weird artists like just <laughs> at, they all just get to be weird and and creative together you gotta it's, be a little bit weird if you want to be creative the teachers, <laughs> honestly the teachers are pretty rad <laughs> that's incredible so well so uh, so then you mentioned you both are like classically with guitar classically trained with piano so mm -hmm. on your website it's classical folk fusion with unique arrangements and complex harmonies. And mm -hmm. honestly, this is the best way I think you guys, or you both are able to describe yourself because again, when I saw you at the Winchester, the complex guitar playing, I just started playing the acoustic really within the last year or so. And I've been learning, I've been really getting into Dave Matthews and his acoustic guitar playing. And it's very unique the way he plays. But then I see both of you, playing classical guitar while putting your heart into it as well with the harmonies was insane to witness and it immediately drew the attention of not just me the entire room so when did you both say okay we both have these amazing voices let's start to combine them did you do that in bloom or was it more when you moved over to wild roots rising um it was a little bit in bloom in, in those stages, it was, like, mostly Julia singing, um, <laughs> and, like, I would add some harmonies. She was queen there. of doing some. <laughs> yep. But how essential are those in music? Like, I, I, I come on and on it every time. The type of music that we make, it's really important because so much of it is about, like, 
the experience for the two of us. Oftentimes when we play, we're like this close together, um, which is close enough to fit inside a Zoom box. <laughs> <laughs> and we just are like vibrating in the harmonies. And a lot of our songs kind of come around by like, oh, I wrote, you know, um, a chorus and a melody line. And like, I have some simple guitar parts and then I'll like, bring it to Olivia and she's like well I'll put on these crazy guitar parts and then like we'll work out harmonies and then we'll be like oh maybe we should add this to the song and it like really they we bring them to each other as an idea and then they go down this weird path that's like I never know how our songs are going to turn out sometimes they get a little spooky yeah um, <laughs> and absolutely yeah I feel like we it took us a while um to get to that point though like I had to grow as a guitar player because I'm a self-taught guitarist and like a lot of my stuff was really simple and then Olivia would be writing these crazy riffs and I was like okay I gotta level up like I gotta <laughs> I gotta work on this and Olivia really has grown as a singer too in the last couple of years um and I, I find that we've just been more confident in in bringing pieces to each other yeah and then like I feel like the more confident you bring something, the easier it is for somebody else to get excited about it. So I don't know, we just get really hyped up. Like we want the music we play to challenge us. We don't want it to be something that was easy to write. For sure. Yeah, I mean, some of the songs like come through pretty easy, but I would say most of our songs, like we spend at least six to eight months working on it before we even like bring it out to the public. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I for mean sure. And so, uh, in so in Bloom, I keep saying in Bloom. I just keep going right back to, to the Nirvana song. But in Bloom, did uh, was it just you two in that as well, or were there other members? It was mostly us. Okay. And our friend Evan, who plays the upright bass. Yeah, Evan. Cool. Yeah, he he actually still plays bass bass with us pretty regularly in Wild Roots Rising and he was on our record as well. Oh, the record. Playing playing the yes. bass. It's kind of like an OG member of of the group, but he's he's pretty nice. much the only one. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. We're so lucky to have him too. He was I met him when I was in college and he um we met in philosophy club. <laughs> um but he was the in the orchestra as a upright bass player. And he saw us playing at a coffee shop and was just like, hey, you guys are really good. You <laughs> need a bass player. And we were like, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, playing with him, I think, pushed us to um, blossom out of bloom and become Wild Rouge Rising because he definitely brings a layer of complexity and like having somebody who is musically on the same page with you um, and also like perhaps... I feel like he's very dedicated. He's very talented. Like having somebody that talented on your team is like, oh, wow, we want to write pieces that like puzzle Evan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone who is like also classically trained, but wants to play folk yeah. music um, too. So like he just kind of really fits into like the genre that we're trying to play, I guess. No, that's, that's but awesome. Like play any genre that's just kind of how the songs come out <laughs> yeah <laughs> no it's it's uh the reason why i asked was uh i mean you mentioned how you it takes you months six eight months or whatever to be able to work out or work out between you two and then show it to the public and i mean 
people out there that just shows how long it takes and the actual performance that you're seeing on stage, how many times it has to run through to make sure it's down to a complete T. And I just feel like that aspect of it is sometimes just overlooked at how much actual work, how many times you're running it through. Like they're not just going up there and just throwing it together. And that's for any act out there. Um, so it's really cool to hear that it, how much time, how much just connection you have to have to be able to, again, see what I saw just an open mic night. Yeah. I think that has been the best part of like writing our first album that we released online was we had the songs in 2020 mm -hmm. in December and we spent the whole month of January 2021 rehearsing and practicing in my little apartment in the woods and we worked for for a whole month um yeah. like perfecting the songs and then we were like okay we're gonna wait six months to record this so that way we know it in and out like backwards to forwards and we, we had to bring in more songs we did <laughs> and we, we had we brought in um a team of musicians to record with us who we have played with um on and off but like never anything serious actually actually no, no. Evan was the only one Evan was the only one who played with before. we had a drummer snafu as as it happens <laughs> um right, yeah our drummer double booked himself and like a, a week before we went to record the album, he was like, actually, I can't. What? So what'd you do with that aspect? Because I hear some drums on this record. Oh, oh, yeah. I called everyone that everyone. I knew who played the drums. <laughs> I called everyone I knew who played music and asked them if they knew a drummer. And in the end, um, it was Evan. And in the end, Evan was the one who was like, oh, my friend Zach can come do it. <laughs> Evan, shout out. That's awesome. <laughs> shout out to Evan. Yeah. We love him. <laughs> um, Zach was awesome. Zach was um, amazing. He he has a degree in dr the drumming arts. Yeah. We got all <laughs> classical musicians on the album, actually. Yeah. And our violinist was somebody Olivia went to school with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, who she met. Did you meet her, like, on Facebook? I met her on Facebook. Um, she yeah. was like, I want to learn how to play the violin. Yeah, because nice. my, my little sister had just dropped out of the orchestra at school, and so I asked her if I could have her violin, because uh, I've always been interested in learning it. So I went on Facebook, and I asked if there was anyone in the music school who would be willing to give me violin lessons, and she responded that she would do it for free, because that's awesome. like wanting to practice teaching. So yeah, I met up with Bella a couple times, like, but this was like my sophomore my junior year of college and then we recorded the album right after I graduated mm -hmm. so we we had a couple times where we made little picnics in the yard and sat outside with her and yeah and, and played uh -huh. with her but honestly yeah everybody showed up in in June of 2020 to record the album and it was like this group of people who had I think we had only had one group we had one group before then and wow. we all showed up and honest, the recording experience was amazing. Like we could talk about that for an hour. Yeah. Um. And everybody showed up, and, oh, and there are people. Tom. Yeah. True. But there were people who had never practiced before, and we just all like melded together and had this amazing experience recording our album on a farm, like out in the middle of the woods with a creek and some magical horses and. And a big old barnyard. Wait, so dive into that a little bit more. Where was this at? And did you record it yourselves or? Uh, yeah, just 
Tell us more about it. We <laughs> yeah, yeah. introduced to our friend Tom Troyer. Yes. So we recorded our album with our friend Tom Troyer. He runs a Black Rabbit Audio in Greensboro, North Carolina. Black Rabbit Audio. Um, Check them out. They're great. Yes. And <laughs> we recorded the album. So at the time that we recorded our album, he just moved to like a new studio. But at the time that we recorded the album, he only had a basement studio at his house. And it was great for recording like a duo or a single artist, but there was no way that we were going to be able to fit a full band in there. And we had, we have very strong opinions about doing live recording. We do not really like recording scratch tracks and then recording each instrument singularly over top of that. Mm -hmm. We're like, something about it just makes us so angry <laughs> it it needs to be live like I feel like seeing us in person is the best way to hear us um but we couldn't quite bring the live energy to the track if we tried to have it so metered because like a lot of our music is very I don't know it, I feel like it breathes like it has this expansion and this it's, yeah, yeah this definitely. flow to it that really just we just needed to record everything live but we wanted it to be clean so we needed space. We needed a lot of space. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we, we had a friend, Laura Jane Vincent. She's also a musician um, and a manager in the Greensboro area. Also just like a general amazing person. Earth angel. Yeah. Um, Earth angel. <laughs> and she has this just old, beautiful farmhouse in Glendon, North Carolina. It's like old uh, 19th century farmhouse she it's not an operating farm she does have two rescue horses um and a very cute dog but <laughs> that's that's kind of it uh, but it's just like out in kind of the middle of nowhere eastern north carolina and we convinced her it wasn't very hard to do it um, <laughs> to let us come for a whole week with yeah. tom evan zach on the drums and our friend bella playing the violin and me and julia and so yeah, we just all stayed there for a whole week and worked on the album every day. Yeah, and we we recorded it so that Olivia and I were in the same room, so we could, like, we wanted to be able to make eye contact while we recorded. We wanted to be able to, like, play off of that live energy with each other. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that does go back to how intense and important harmony is to us, like, Oftentimes when we play, we'll get a response that's like, I don't know whose voice is whose or whose guitar is whose. Like, you guys are just one big voice and one yeah. big guitar. No, <laughs> and yeah. I feel like that's just the connection, the like in-person connection that we have. Mm -hmm. um, so we played in a room and then across the hall, we had our drummer. And then upstairs, we had our bass player on one end of the hallway and our violinist on the other end and we all hold headphones on and we would count it off and we would go and we would get that that live feeling of it was it was amazing we stayed there for a whole week made everybody like vegetarian meals went on adventures in the creek and, and fun it was really fun it was amazing yeah. it was it was great a true group bonding experience and i feel like you can tell that everybody had fun when you listen to it like we had just a really good time just making a folk record in the in the woods <laughs> everyone just had a history with each other yeah something about that group just like, it was really good yeah they are our ideal band um <laughs> and we do still play with our bass player and the drummer um but bella 
she is like actually she wants to be a classical yeah. musician she, she's like going to europe for grad school or something probably that was discussed at one point <laughs> we don't know um <laughs> she wants to like the last time i talked to her she she wants to play in the symphony so she's basically just a string wizard she's in another band too also yes her sister band. it sounds like water or it's um water the band water the band water the band that's our, <laughs> our violinist family band it, her and all of her siblings yeah Dang, um, that's cool all yeah, siblings <laughs> yeah it's it's chilling the music it's very very <laughs> technically impressive yeah they're all like very well trained i mean some of them are even like professors at college who teach music um dang that's community that's, that's impressive I, I water the band i'm gonna check them out you should um, they're like haunting haunting <laughs> spook me up all right so <laughs> <laughs> all right so you guys are coming up. It was September 24th of 21 when you released that self-titled uh, album, Wild Roots Rising, with thir- 13 songs on it. And I-, I just wrote down a couple like that just really stood out to me. And as- yes, so as I'm working down the album, the first one that stood out was Daily. Mm-hmm. And that guitar is wild. And again, we mentioned harmonies how essential they are. I mean, they just, for me at least, and I say this on almost every single episode. So that's why I was like asking how important is harmonies? Cause I talk about it every time, how it just brings the whole vibe. It's kind of like having that synth in the background that brings your emotions with you as the song continues. Yeah. And I feel like harmonies do it just as good, if not better. They um, provide a fullness for sure. Like, yeah. Yeah. And this one, daily especially, we even have, like, harmonies on the guitar that are happening, not just, like, through the vocals that I really like. Mm. Very cool. And then uh, the other one was uh, the Dawn 2. That is... That that seems like one of you guys' most popular ones. Again, with the violin and then just the, like, I love jam bands. And, like, just at the end of that, you guys just take us on a ride throughout the whole thing. Yes. And that was a moment where the you know, the musicians in the room just really came together. Like, we had never practiced it that way. It just kind of happened. Really? Like, ooh, I think we need to do that. That whole ending section we wrote, like, the day before we recorded it. Uh, Inspired. (laughs) Uh, That was was really fun. That was a moment where I feel like I really let loose and, like, belted at the end. And I don't don't always do that, but it is something I enjoy. Um, So you can hear me doing that at the end of the song. (laughs) No, it's very powerful. And uh, something else that I thought was really cool about this, uh, you you mentioned how you obviously enjoy recording live. So I like how there's some actually titled live tracks on this album. And I make my way down to the Moon song, which is just crickets and live. No, I mean, was there any instruments involved in that? How was that? Acapella. Yeah, yeah, that was cool as hell. Like, <laughs> like I, I was like, where am I? You want to talk about just putting you in? Uh, you were like, in Glenville, North Carolina, baby. You were on the farm with us. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sitting there with you, just watching those wild horses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I think something that has been really important to us is, you know, all the music starts as a duo. It starts as just Olivia and myself working together. 
Um, and we are comfortable touring just the two of us and we love bringing in other people on the album, but it was really important for us to have songs that are just the two of us, like on daily, there's nobody else on that. There's just, that's a duo song. Um, and on the moon song, that's another one where it's just a duo. And we wanted to do acapella songs. So songs without any instruments, because that is something that is like traditional and that we, I don't know, you can do that anywhere. No instruments needed. Like we sing the moon song to two most beautiful full moons that we experienced. We've sang it in the Atlantic Ocean. We've sang it in Lake Michigan. Like we've sang it in the Gulf of Mexico, you know, like we're just out here singing the dang moon song wherever we go. And that's something we can do on the fly. And it was important to bring those elements of our music making to the album, like musical experiences that, you know, aren't always something you want to hear on like a main stage to like rage out to, but something that is like peaceful and calming. Absolutely. And I find that very much in your music constantly. I wrote down, I don't, but I don't know. It was very like, I guess classical is the right term, but I just find so much jazz as well. It was like jazz folk at points. And I, that's such a unique, I don't know, uh, genre genre to touch and then you go and look at a song like surrender where it's like western folk and um i thought that one was awesome one two trains go choo choo send it okay so yeah (laughs) we you can pull options for that one one two time a shoe to lick the bottom of my shoe <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so that was like another <laughs> instance of just like the that's when you can tell we were having fun recording yeah um, yeah <laughs> but it's a map- recorded with the drummer yeah so and we, we had silly with it gosh and he's such a silly person and i'm like a really silly person so but and evan Evan's really silly. I feel like the three of us are like a toxic pun waiting to happen. <laughs> um, but I feel like we can definitely find the joy in like in our whole recording experience on the one, two trains that go choo-choo. I mean, now. it's it's memorable. It's it's immediately what I mean, it's what kind of starts song, but we debated ideally. not putting it in there, but I'm I'm glad we did. Sometimes I'm like, oh man, that's like so cheesy, like we're corny. But other times I'm like, yeah, we're a little corny. That's fine. <laughs> you just got to give people something to remember. And it can be one <laughs> musical part or one lyric. And when you're recording or when you're doing it live, it could be just something you do out there. But th- yeah. th- I'm going to remember that and surrender. So you ladies <laughs> did your job with that one. And yeah. within the first five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And also just calling back to something you said earlier um, about how we went for a live sound but some of them on the album actually say live it's because there were just one take on those oh um, okay so everything else was everything else is like it's got it's like, one cut in there at some yeah. point like a little spliced together from different takes and whatnot Absolutely. um but yeah the two that say live were just like a straight mm-hmm. a straight take Ta- tame like a storm no which really. we recall <laughs> tame like a storm which we recorded by the river um with like we were standing like in the mud <laughs> the little muddy we bank were, yeah. and then everybody was holding like different microphones in a circle around <laughs> us. we were just singing with the birds that one was really rogue i that, think that's the very first 
voice memo on my phone because I had just gotten a new phone. So I can always scroll yeah. back down and be like, oh, we recorded that one on like, iPhones and like the camera audio. <laughs> um, and and uh, the moon song is yeah. the other live, which we also recorded outside. And I feel like that was an important thing to bring to the record too, um, was just like the joy of, of being outside. And like, I feel like that's so often where we like to go to practice and play, like go on a camping trip or go on a drive in the mountains or go to the beach. So yeah. like get most of our best writing done. Yeah. Usually. And also the moon song is like a ballad for the moon. It's for the moon. So like you have to do it outside. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> It just makes sense. <laughs> it does. And no, those were awesome. And um, and I love your just, uh, like both of you, how you find lyrics so important. So you mentioned as well on your website, environmentalism and social just justice activism are important themes throughout all uh, songs. And I am a songwriter myself and I appreciate just having some sort of meaning behind it and really thinking about it and then trying to, form it in ways that are relevant to today and whether that be issues or celebration of anything that's happening in today's world because it's just a stamp of that year when it was put out this is what you want to talk about so I thought that yeah. was really cool and again I definitely saw all those themes clear as day as I went through this uh, <laughs> self-titled album yes Wild Roots Rising by Wild Roots Rising we um I feel like we always want to approach lyrics in a way that is like poetic, but also just real, just like, I don't know, something that people can relate to. Um, and we definitely want to talk about those themes of environmentalism, of like taking care of each other, taking care of the, the land that we share and like the spaces that we are lucky enough to get to be a part of and like making sure that you are being inclusive and doing your part and like educating yourself constantly because you're never supposed to stop growing but like it's hard to not be cheesy sometimes so we'll have we'll have moments where we like really like a song and then like we let it simmer we go back to it and we're like these lyrics need or there'll just be a moment where like something happens and we get really angry about it or like we're really happy about some like yeah. legislation that get passed or something I don't know just like and we'll like go to write a song about it and sometimes when it's like angry you're just like letting that stuff come out and then you go back to the song later and you're like ooh, these lyrics <laughs> oh, no, like the message is there <laughs> lyrics need some work <laughs> um so yeah it's been a it's been a balancing act but then sometimes you just have to say can we curse on this? You can say whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, I just gotta say fuck <laughs> and just be a little on the nose because you know, fuck it. Like I'm mad. I'm mad as fuck. And some like songs that are really on the nose are the ones that get like really popular. Yeah, and so. I, I, yeah, for well, sure. And you I know, remember actually relate to that one. I don't yeah. have to dig around in my feelings to figure out how to <laughs> <laughs> that one's right there. I mean, I remember seeing you, you uh, were looking at each other being like, so what should we play? And the three you chose, by the third one, I remember you were like, wow, we've chosen all of our angry songs today. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing. <laughs> and uh, well, so I want to give some just uh, like I mentioned it uh, earlier in this episode, how, uh, again, I saw you at that open mic night. But 
the reason you were at that open mic night, so you just were came off a tour and you mm -hmm. hit from South Carolina to Washington, D.C., Brooklyn, New York. And in between Brooklyn, New York and Chicago, I remember you said you were on your way to Chicago is when you just randomly stopped in Cleveland, Ohio. And <laughs> it was on purpose. <laughs> but yes, yes, it was so, a random spot. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of family in Cleveland. So we were staying with my aunt. Um, okay. And uh, I think it was before we started recording, but we got to make sure we get you up here again and a scheduled concert and, because I need more songs. Three songs weren't enough for me. <laughs> and again, this, yeah, the whole the bar erupted, but uh, it was so, fun. that was a good crowd. Yeah. And, and it, you never Bye. know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. So that blew me away too. Uh, playing the flute. Uh, are there, is there much flute on the record? Um, it's in three songs. Okay. It's in Angry Seeds, Spread Your Wings, and Rise. And, and Rise. Very <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, that was just a crazy aspect as well. Uh, so tell me a little bit about this tour. Was this your first tour traveling around? Or uh, how did it come to fruition? And what was it like being on the road for about a month? This was Olivia's baby. It was indeed. <laughs> This Tell was us, Olivia, break forever. it down for us. Um, so, like, we toured a, a lot around North Carolina, just playing in, like, various cities in, like, South Carolina and Georgia and stuff. Um, but this was our first kind of, like, break out of that. And, yeah, I pretty much, I booked every show on the tour since the uh, first tour at, or the first stop at On Dog Green. Uh, Laura Jane booked that for us. Um, but... But yeah, I just spent probably like, I don't know, when we sat down, it was like April or something. And we're like, hey, let's do a tour where we like go to these cities. And we're like thinking about cities where we know people that live in. For sure. We were couch surfing. Yes. Hardcore. What you gotta like, do. Kind of it was honestly thing. pretty fun. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, and then I just went to work for like months, was just researching venues in that area, researching artists to work with. Um all that kind of stuff, and then just, like, emailing them and organizing it, and then it kind of actually started as we were just going to do an open mic tour. Yeah. Um, we were just going to, like, do, like, a couple of weeks, drive around, and, like, play some open mics, and then I was like, well, you know what, like, what if we, I mean, we can still try to book some yeah. venue gigs, and then... Being paid is great. Where yes. are you fans getting paid? <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> so those just kind of kept coming in and we did do a lot of open mics on the tour as well and usually those were more so like where we made better connections so yeah. like we wouldn't have met you if we didn't yeah. go to the Winchester and like there's usually way more people there than at like a ticket yeah show and open mics kind of get you into the local music scene in a way that like ticketed events don't if you are a new band so like we are very fresh um you know we have friends in certain cities but we don't necessarily have huge fan bases um and so we were trying to mix in and get mixtures of like okay well we're gonna get paid for this show and then like we're gonna sell tickets for this show and like at, at the venues where they just pay you to play it's usually a brewery or a bar or something like that um so people aren't always listening as much but when you play an open mic People, people are there listen. to listen. People are there to share, and they're there to like meet to get connected yeah. with you. 
um that's like open mics is the place where most people like come up and like talk to us yeah. afterwards that would definitely be my number one tip coming out of this tour to other beginning bands is like you are not above an open mic like <laughs> you should to go to the mics. open mics and you should be friendly because <laughs> that's where you're gonna meet like um the woman who hosted the open mic at the winchester she's helping us book shows in cleveland right now oh um, nice and um like that's just where you find people like people who go to open mics know the local music scene they know the local musicians and yeah. if they like your music they're always willing to help you even just like getting information of like this is where you should play you should reach out to this band and like play a show with them yeah um, or what whatnot and like that's how you make the connections of the city you gotta go like to the place where the local people are yeah and, and even as a local i've just found this out within the past month month and a half at this point and people would tell me, just go to the open mic nights, go to the yeah. open mic nights. You'll meet people yeah. there. And I have met so many great people, great musical talents, and great just networking connections as well. So it's, yeah, go to open mic nights, people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're just like hanging around on a weekday night, like, huh, ho, ho hum, hum drum. Mm. <laughs> Another day of life where I watch the leap. You're just like, oh. Maybe I'll just go do something in my community. Because it's also, it's just a great way to get in, introduced yeah. to a community. Um, that's how exactly. we've made our best friends here in New Orleans. Is sure. like We met them all. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, and, and yeah, and, and it's just, it, it is definitely a, a place where you can start building like little, little traditions and groups. And yeah, we really like, it's really important to us to build meaningful connections with people who like our music mm -hmm. um, so you know not just like going on the internet and like trying to find people like listen to your music and like boost your numbers and all that stuff but and like we do do that which is important too. Um, but we're also like going out into the community and like meeting people and like trying to like form connections with people who are interested in yeah them. absolutely which a little hard on the road because we're both pretty introverted yeah. so there does reach a point where it's like oh. <laughs> human <laughs> being contact i'm right there with you <laughs> please stop <laughs> we'd rather sit and eat mac and cheese and watch <laughs> no 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 not always sometimes you just got to get out there um <laughs> no people I, I perk up <laughs> but it, that was probably the hardest part of tour was just like oh yeah. wait like we were busy and we were, we were really always busy. Together. <laughs> <laughs> we're roommates anyways. So it was just like, okay, now you live in a car. <laughs> I mean, there's not many people on this earth that I could spend that much time with and still be friends. <laughs> you definitely get good at being like, I'm going for a walk. <laughs> yeah. Don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. We're also like we've been friends for you know a dozen years that's how it is yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like we can we can weather this storm this storm that we signed up for it worked really hard to get through exactly <laughs> um yeah we'll definitely be touring more <laughs> love it um, we're actually talking about doing a european tour in 2023 Whoa. so you know if anybody listening to this podcast knows anything about music in europe you should find us on the internet just look up Wild Roots Rising. 
you know, it'll probably be us. <laughs> it will be them. And again, that is at Wild Roots Rising underscore official or <laughs> wildrootsrising.com. Yeah. And <laughs> of course, you got to. And, and that's something I always forget to do is like, where can people actually find you? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> Final Stallions, people. We got Vinyl Valor here today. Take a gander. <laughs> Well, so yeah, keep listening because uh, this is one of my favorite parts of uh, every episode. And you did a great segue, Olivia, in mentioning how some of your best friends are in the local New Orleans scene and you've uh, seen some incredible acts. Spread the word up here uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. What are some great local bands or I don't know, they could even be bigger bands that have come through that uh, many people may not know about that you both listen to. Okay, okay. You cracked open a fun one. We've got a lot. So we are actually, if you want to get the in-depth list, Olivia and I are curating a playlist of the friends and, and homies and family. Um, so on our Spotify. yeah, on our Spotify account, it's not released yet, but it will be soon. Um, where we're picking a few choice songs from some of our favorite bands that we've played with, that we know, that we honestly that this is a playlist of of the people that we know who we want to support because it's like crazy. Once you've been doing music for like like we have, we've been doing music for like five or ten years, mm-hmm. not as seriously as the last year and a half, but we've been in the scene for a while and like we've made a lot of different connections and you know some people are definitely starting to pop off a little um and it's it's really cool to just be like oh look at all these amazing people that i've like had the chance to brush elbows with yes um first one gotta talk about is farewell Farewell Friend. friend yep because you're already familiar with half the members um farewell friend is kind of our brother band from north carolina um, our bass player, Evan, is the bass player, and he also sings in it now. Tom, who recorded our album, is the lead. He's the lead guitar, lead singer. Um, and then Zach, our drummer, is also their drummer. So we do have that happened because, because of, of the us. album. Yeah. <laughs> Tom was looking for a new drummer, and he was like, I gotta Ooh. get that Zach kid in my band. <laughs> um, so we, and like, we kind of share a touring manager, Laura Jane Vincent, whose house we were at. So, like, mm-hmm. those are the real ones. Like, yeah, you got to like check that out. That's our family. Yeah, they're a little bit more, they're, like, acoustic. No, they're not that acoustic, actually. I'm sorry. No, really they're, like, them. rock. Folk rock. Folk rock yeah. is how I'd describe them. Um, Tom is a phenomenal lyricist. Tom like, writes really great lyrics. And he also has a voice of, like, a, a Disney prince yeah his like a bird is like oh, yeah so beautiful. when he does his falsetto it does sound like a chorus of of magic birds yeah yeah um so farewell friend you should definitely check them out um and we do tour with them because it's so easy because we share so many members yeah. and like he knows our sound intimately he's just he's the sound guy mm-hmm. um so yeah. <laughs> he'll always make you sound good um okay this is new orleans okay Mia Day. Mia Day. You should check her out. Um, great, we like, really love her song, Ro- Rosie. Yeah. Yeah. Rosie by Mia Day. Um, it's like, uh, I guess like sad girl indie rock. Yeah. But she yeah. fucking kills it. 
we like seeing that in the car together. <laughs> There's like a lot of that sad girl rock vibes in New Orleans. Um, one of our drummers' other projects is Reliably Bad. They do like kind of uh, party funk. Yeah, party, kind of like Lake Street Funky. Dive. Yeah, um, brass music. Um, they have a really talented singer who actually went to our high school. Yes, Jessica. Um, um Academy. Yeah, represent. Um, and they make really good music, and they have they have a lot. Of, they have a good amount of views mm-hmm. on their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so and you said they sound like Lake Street vibe a little bit. Lake Street dive. Dive. Yeah. Or yeah, sorry, dive. Yeah, we actually uh, had on. Um, his name is Doctor Sturp, Austin Sturpka, and he just did their new album cover. Uh, oh, Lake Street Dive. yeah it, it, it was very cool and uh yeah it was crazy to see it was on colbert and stuff but that just sparked that memory for me that's awesome <laughs> yeah it was it was very cool to talk to him about his whole aspect of music you but yeah are into like country more country music like how would you describe lord jane i'd say like space folk space folk it's a little country um yeah it's like more like the folk country like southern rock yeah kind of vibe um, um yeah that's laura jane vincent yeah she's she's the she's the bee's knees that one um sophia mock sophia mock sophia with an f um yeah yeah she's got a very beautiful like easy listening <sighs> nora jonesy kind of vibe to her, her. voice is, her voice is so smooth so beautiful it's, it's like silk it's literally effortless like she sings she sings like almost like a, a very sensual whisper. Yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> it's like the feeling of shaving your legs and then getting into silk sheets. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and she's like that is she's, the ultimate yeah. compliment right there. <laughs> then all of a sudden she gets like like the sunrise. Like she's just like will bring out the rock a little bit um she has a couple singles out on spotify sophia mock she does but she just recorded an ep with her very cool brother jeremy (laughs) um that should be coming out hopefully relatively soon Mm -hmm. um so yeah that's one of the new orleans people to look out for she is a second grade teacher so she's not like committed to the musical life but she is also committed to musical life because she's always she's always at open mic she's performing all the time and she's so good like i the children deserve her but like so does everybody's spotify account (laughs) awesome no i appreciate that like i said this is my favorite part because i will just go back immediately and check out uh, all these new artists that i'm figuring out about so i appreciate that and then i would say just really quick um that two artists three three artists who really inspire us as a band are rising appalachia that's the main number one um they are they are the not just the roadmap but just like the way that they run their business and like their band and they everything yeah they they are really really excellent uh examples of weaving together activism art sustainability and a diversified interests of the artist like they have a tea line on their merchandise table which is like totally up our alley yeah, like <laughs> we love them we also really love the staves yeah um they have some 
intensely beautiful yeah. harmonies. Harmony would recommend so. Dead and Born and Grown, the album of theirs. Um, it's their first album. I think that was my favorite album for like yeah. such a long time. That album was beautiful. Um, and then I would also say Fiona Apple, just because yeah. she's so good at being honest. And like our music doesn't sound like her, but like listen to her a lot. She's definitely on repeat in the car. <laughs> um, and she she's somebody somebody who I just like really, really respect. Um the way that she is able to be vulnerable and honest about her personal life in a way in her music that is so specific but also like so extremely poetic. relatable to the listener I think that's something that like I've been trying to work on in my more recent songs that I've been developing is like I want to be brutally honest yeah. <laughs> about myself and like about my experiences in this world um so I feel like those three female-led bands Man. are very inspiring to us we also Yoda apple is one of those people that you're like you make music because you have to yeah and i think she would like... literally explode yeah. without <laughs> without her music <laughs> that's incredible now these sound all like artists i'm definitely interested in so again i appreciate you both diving into those um you mentioned you are uh classified as some tea addicts is this true and what is the best flavor tea go oh, too hard. okay we love gardening first off yes um, okay all right well what's your favorite thing to plant in the garden we'll start there mm, depends on the soil because <laughs> in north carolina i would say tomatoes yeah but here in new orleans i would say cilantro yeah <laughs> or mint mm -hmm. um Yum. okay my favorite tea mm. is um an earl gray tea mm. but i steep it with fresh ginger and clove and cinnamon so it's like yum but you gotta get like the fresh ginger is really like really important kind of essential it's like ginger root and then with honey and milk <laughs> it's like a whole thing but it's worth it's it worth it oh it's so good um that is also my favorite because olivia will just make it and then <laughs> we'll drink it no um i'm also a very big fan of a green tea with with ginger mm. just stem ginger but ginger ginger, ginger is everything <laughs> yeah also we i i do enjoy making my own my own brew um with ginger and fresh lemongrass which is something else yes. that grows really well down yeah. this far down south um lemongrass is so good. it's so yummy or um there's like a fresh a lemon mint tea. yeah yes. lemon and ginger you can't really go wrong with an herbal tea like that. Um, All right. Well, I appreciate it. I've been trying to make it a routine of mine at least once a day to get some tea inside of me. And I have been missing out on the ginger and the lemon because that is not part of the routine. So Okay. Also, I just got this really tasty thing. I got like a tiny little immersion blender. <laughs> and now I just like whip up all the all the milk with honey and yeah that's what it's called thank you immersion blender <laughs> a little bit <laughs> not really um yeah it's a little milk frother and i will say it is probably the best two two and a half bucks i've ever spent because it you make a lot just yeah it just makes everything so dang creamy so good 
Oh, right. Now I am literally gonna go with some tea as soon as we're done here today. So. <laughs> I, hell yeah! All right. Well, again, Wild Roots Rising. Check them out. WildRootsRising.com at WildRoots underscore official. Uh, but we have an encore for you, ladies. We always do with every guest. We ask the same question, and feel free to get as wild as detailed as you want. But yeah. and what is your most memorable concert experience. And I like to dive in a little bit more uh, and phrase it as unique, bizarre, strange thing that whether it happened to you on stage, whether you were at a concert, it happened to the artist or just someone in the crowd, something that has stuck with you for your whole life. And feel free to answer individually. And honestly, you can give multiple answers as well. <laughs> also really quick, um, it is Wild Roots Rising underscore official. What did I say? Did I mess that up? Wild Roots <laughs> underscore official. Okay. Yes, you're right. I did. I, I just, you know. Just no. Good call. Good call. <laughs> um. Okay. I think maybe one of the craziest things was when we were playing at Soul Harmony Fest. I was thinking And my guitar string broke on stage. And I had to, like, call into the mic and I play the banjo in the band too. So I was like, well, it was just a banjo song. But I was on the mic. I was like, does anybody have a guitar? And this man with like long hair emerged from his tent and like ran up to the stage with a guitar for me to play. Um, that was fun. That's incredible. <laughs> Shout out to him. Yeah. Saved the day. We were like chanting his name. <laughs> no, I don't know what his name is. I can't remember. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so that was pretty crazy. <laughs> that was that was fun. It was just like funny to see him. Like, I'll I'll do it. <laughs> pass it, pass it forward. Go, go, go. Yeah, that was like some good music festival energy. Um, man, honestly, nothing that crazy has happened to us. Yeah, or not that I've seen at a concert. Not well, we've that I been playing. Hmm. I feel like most memorable concerts. Hmm. I mean, the first time I saw Rising Appalachia is like probably one of the most formative moments of my musician career. Not that like anything particularly weird or have like happened. It was just like the first time that I heard the band ever, and like they yeah. just instantly became my favorite band of all time. I feel like that way about going to a Lake Street Dive concert, too, mm. was when they were doing their side pony tour. Yeah. It was, like, really up in the front, and I could see the lead singer so close, Rachel, and I saw her dancing, and, like, something about, like, seeing her dancing on stage was transcendent for me. I was like, wow, this is a woman who loves her music so much, and, like, you can tell I just love it when you can tell people's passions, like when yeah. they're when when somebody gets up on stage and they're like just embracing themselves. It's I don't know. It's a it's an empowering experience. No, it definitely is, and I mean, yeah, you can open up a whole other box with that comment of I just will stress how much a performance means and you could go up there be the best guitarist and yes you'll blow my mind as well but it's the energy and effort that the artist is putting behind it that is really going to stick with me as well and uh so yeah so you, so i'm sure that performance was incredible and I, honestly again 
both of you ladies, your performance stuck with me this whole past month, month and a half, whenever, however long it's been. So I will be excited to uh, see you. Hopefully, yeah, come back to Cleveland, whether it's this year yeah. or early next year. We'll definitely uh, be promoting it when it does happen and yeah. get some Cleveland folk out to see Wild Roots Horizon. Thank you so much. Yeah. Of course. Well, again, I appreciate you both for uh, taking some time to come on. It's been a pleasure on my end. I honestly forgot to say it at the beginning, but uh, for uh, you listeners out there, you may have missed our dear Klepp's voice. He This is the first episode actually without him. So Klepp, we miss you and uh, oh. we'll make sure <laughs> to get him on uh, sometime soon. And we would love to have you back on as well yeah. to dive in uh, once more music is made, more tours are under the belts, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, you actually got a sneak peek of our um, next single we're going to record, too. I think we One played... Yeah, yeah, we, we played, we played, we played um, a new song that we've been working on at the open mic that we're, we're kind of planning on recording this winter. So we'll, we'll let you know when that drops. <laughs> Very cool. And yep, yeah, uh, Stampede, Take a Gander, Wild Roots Rising. Uh, these ladies are incredibly talented and uh, full steam ahead on that choo-choo train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, again, Julia Houghton, Olivia Moore, Wild Roots Rising. Thank you again. You're welcome. I, you. <laughs> of course. My name is Spruce, and this has been another episode of Vinyl Stallion.